For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, everybody, back to the Believe in the Jets podcast. I have a very special guest with me here, Mr. Ruben Gomez from Believe in Texans. A little Believe crossover here for you guys as the draft approaches this week. Very, very excited for that. We are going to have a live first-round mock draft going back and forth here, going through the entire first round for you get a feel for the draft as we approach at the end of the week on Thursday. Ruben, I want to toss things off to you here first because you are our guest. Just give the people a little bit of your background, a little bit of your channel, 713 Houston Sports, and just find out a little more about you before we get started with this mock draft yeah no, absolutely man i drop daily houston texas content you know i'm age time to we join over here uh been a fan of this houston texas team since its inception you know in 2002 and uh waiting you know waiting for that super bowl trophy one day man yeah one day same over here you know it's <laughs> been a long long time definitely before i was born before we could say as jets fans that we feel uh had any success like that so we feel your pain we feel your pain of needing a quarterback and thinking you have one and losing them or waiting for one or who are they going to take and yeah we've been all through it we've been right there with you also want to shout out our friends over at betonline.ag for sponsoring this episode big sponsor i believe love the guys over at betonline appreciate their time there make sure you guys are using the promo code believe b-l-e-a-v when you sign up for a good welcome bonus All right, Ruben, let's get right into it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and lead things off here with the first pick with the Carolina Panthers. There's been a lot of rumors about this pick back and forth. Ever since this trade has happened, I feel Mm. like there's been three or four different names that have been mentioned as guys that could go number one. I think everyone knows it's going to be a quarterback. I think everyone's expecting it to be one of these top guys. Right now, it seems like the favorite is Bryce Young. Uh, It seems Mm. to be where the, the ebbs and flows of the draft are going as we sit a few days out. Personally, I think CJ Stroud is the the better prospect just with his size. I'm, I don't have as many questions about him in the future. If Bryce was CJ Stroud's size, it would be, you know, Bryce no QB1 for me. No question. But I think my question isn't, is Bryce going to be good? It's can he survive? And that's kind of what makes me lean a little more towards Stroud. That said, I'm as we get closer to the draft, I try and go for accuracy more than what's going to happen. So I'm feeling let's keep things a little chalk to start things off. I'm going to take Bryce one first, uh, Bryce Young first overall for the Carolina Panthers to start off our mock draft here. I think he's going to play really well in that offense. I think he's got a good support system around him. They got a lot of weapons. They got some pieces on that offensive line, and he can just come in and be a distributor in a wide open NFC South. I think they could make some things happen. Yeah, no, absolutely. It will pain me to see Bryce Young go to the Carolina Panthers. He's been my QB one since you know the, since the beginning of the season, man. When when we knew this Texans team wasn't going to be successful, and you know, I go back to that last game where you win against the Colts, which cost you the number one overall pick. You know, I put it back then that it was going to come back to bite you in the butt. Barry ended up trading it to Carolina. We think it's C.J. Shaw, but then now it's just Bryce Young. It's kind of a marriage at this point. 
I agree with you. I think he's going to be successful. Um, the only question is his size, and that is the only knock on Bryce Young. But when you talk about him as a player, the only quarterback in Alabama history to go back-to-back 3,000 yards, 30-plus touchdowns, and that's what losing Jamison Williams to the Lions, losing John right. Mitchell to our Houston Texans, uh, Bryce Young is going to be that guy, man. Yeah, I think he's going to be successful. I really do. Like, I, I do not question his ability whatsoever. I actually saw him live. Uh, I was at the Tennessee-Alabama game mm. in Knoxville this past season. Uh, crazy game to say I was a part of for there. And seeing his movement and his quick twitch in person, you know, it's really something else. He's definitely small. There's no getting around it. But his ability to move, his ability to see the field and keep plays alive and be a good distributor of the football, even when things are working well, you know, I think that's going to be a good pick. Heading things over to you, Houston Texans, second overall. Who you got? I don't know, man. And 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 every day for the past week and a half, one day it's C.J. Stroud, the other day it's Will Levis, then it's Will Anderson. Then we hear we we will rather have Tyree Wilson over Will Anderson. No one knows what the Houston Texans are going to do, but. At pick two, you need your franchise quarterback, and I think C.J. Stroud could be that. That game against Georgia, man, he answered all the questions that, you know, that we asked. We love to praise Bryce Young about him being able to create, you know, when stuff breaks down. Well, that Georgia defense was consistently in the backfield, and C.J. Stroud was working in that pocket, finding Marvin Harrison multiple times in clutch situations. I think that CJ Shaw would do great things here in Houston and it would get everyone excited, even though, like I said, I, I've been a Bryce Young fan for a minute now. Yeah, yeah, I completely understand. Uh, you had mentioned losing games uh, meaninglessly and knocking yourself out of the first overall pick. Well, the Jets know that firsthand. 2021, there there are 0 and 14, I think it was, to start the season under Adam Gase. They lose two or win two meaningless games. They really lost, but they won on the scoreboard win two meaningless games against the Rams and the Browns and end up with the second overall pick instead of the first miss out on Trevor Lawrence wing and miss badly on Zach Wilson. And now here they are waiting for Aaron Rodgers. You know, it's, it's rough and it really does seem like it can mess up a franchise, but luckily for Houston, I think they're going to be pretty okay with Stroud. Yeah, no, I think it will be pretty okay with Stroud. I just hate that, you know, just to go back to what you said, when you win meaningless games just for a good feel good couple hours after right right you know you have to wake up the next day and you have to realize that the texans and the jets at one point could have had the first pick in the draft and they just gave it away yep they really did uh, for nothing for uh, a meaningless number and a score column at the Bro, end of the season that affected fourth nothing. and 20 a touchdown like that's that's insane like that that yeah. Yeah, I I don't want to get into man. It hurts every day. No, we we are both fans of teams that somehow, some way, still understand and find new ways to be bad every day to to close our minds. It's like they they can't even they can't even be the worst at being bad. They have to be just bad enough to stay bad and never bad enough to bottom out or good enough to get out of it. It's that purgatory that's rough. Hopefully, and I'll add on. It doesn't surprise you. No, like you just like. Yeah, that is something that the Houston Texans could do. And yeah. at this point, we're just, we're just, you know, any news that hits us, man, we're just ready for it at this point, right? We had Deshaun. It was a matter of when he was going to win you a Super Bowl, then everything else happens. And now you find yourself in another situation 
where this is your quarterback, right? This is going to be the face of the franchise. Right. And, you know, don't want to keep on beating on the drum, but Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, everyone thought that was 1A, 1B. Everyone thinks right now Bryce Young is 1A and Shot is 1B. Someone's going to be wrong right here. And if I'm the Houston Texans, man, I don't want to be forced to draft a quarterback. I don't want to be forced to draft Stroud. That's why we are hearing so many trade you know, trade rumors and so many different options. I'm just ready for it to be over at this point, man. Yeah, I totally get that. I, I really do. I want to ask you one question as a Houston guy before we move on here, because this is a, an angle that I think is interesting that I've seen some people mention, and I don't know how much stock to put into it because I'm not as plugged into Houston as I know someone mm -hmm. like you would absolutely be. What do you make of the fact that CJ Stroud and Deshaun Watson share an agent? And yeah, that there David could be Mulgeta. some messy, you know, bad blood between Mulgetta and the Texans organization after everything that went on with Deshaun. And now that he's representing CJ going forward, you know, Nick Casario is still the general manager. That's still going to be the main guy he's conversing with. You know, what do you make of that whole deal? Yeah, yeah you know, like you don't want to say that, you know, that the agent comes into play because there are some still players that are signed, you know, to David Mulgetta who are still on the Houston Texans, but right. when it comes to a high-profile player like C.J. Stroud, uh, it kind of worries me in the back of my mind if, you know, if his camp wants him, you know, to fall in the draft. That's what we are hearing so many. Well, the Houston Texans maybe not be as in love with C.J. Stroud, right? We were worried about this S2 cognition test coming out, and we find out that C.J. Stroud scored in the – 18th percentile right that's 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 very bad and it's crazy because this slander that cj's getting it's not coming from the houston texans so someone wants this dude to fall is right. it his team <sighs> and that's a good sign for a player if we're being completely and totally honest if there mm -hmm. are teams that are not within range of cj stroud who see that the panthers are leaning towards bryce young and think that there might be a chance that they can do something to get him to slip down the board and get within range of a trade-up or where they're sitting. If you're the Colts at four, you're trying to and do everything you can man. to, you know, trick the Texans out of going Stroud if you think that Stroud is the guy and that he can be the guy leading you to the top of the AFC South and not the Texans, you know, on the other end. So uh, this is going to be a really interesting situation. I think, you know, I don't want to ever sit here and say anything 110%, especially when it comes to the draft and especially how quick things can change, you know, yeah. within a matter of hours, it seems like with this stuff. But I think there's a pretty good feeling that Bryce Young is going to be the first pick. I yeah. think the draft really starts at two. And, and, and that's where Houston does. And that's where some people say Carolina overplayed their hand, right? You hear about the scenarios of trading up to two. Right. Uh, Nick Casario, he was on Sports Radio 610. It's a radio show here, bro. And um, he said, I don't I don't understand why trading in the division is frowned upon. Now, when my GM says that, bro, I'm like, oh, OK, now I have another potential right. storyline from this Houston Texans team is what if you do trade with the Colts? Right. Do I want, you, you know, Shane Steichman to get his QB? I don't know how I would feel about that but if like i said if you don't think that's your guy and it if your guy is anthony richardson i pray to god it's not will levis then you could you know trade back and you know let a team go up there and get their fool's gold but trading back and like even if the houston texans don't take cj stroud right let's say they take will anderson then that changes everything right 
So, so many possibilities at pick two for the Houston Texans, right? Now they've shot themselves back into kind of controlling the draft with pick two. Yeah, it really does seem that way. Uh, as we sit here a few days outside of it, it really does seem that way. I think ultimately their best move, last thing I'm going to say before we get on the Cardinals pick here, is what you did, which is stand pat, take the quarterback that's most likely going to be the 1A and 1B. And you got a mm. guy in Stroud that's proven himself against top competition, that's answered a lot of the questions that he had in his most recent games. I think he's going to do just fine. I think he is the best chance you can give yourself to succeed without trying to get too cute or give up the trade in a division and have an issue. Moving on to the Arizona Cardinals at third overall quarterbacks getting uh, gone first and second. That's always going to push some players down the board. And there is a really interesting chance here for the Cardinals where Mm. most likely it's a defensive lineman. And you're thinking Will Anderson, you're thinking Jalen Carter, if you can live with his draft process and and how poor that that's been for a lot of different reasons. Uh, Tyree Wilson's up there, although personally for me, I I think he's a little technically behind and I think he's got a little more work to do. I'm normally the upside, give me the high ceiling type of guy, but you got to have a baseline of floor for me to where I'm going to really latch on to you like that. And Wilson's not quite there, but I see the talent and I understand why. And if you're Jonathan Gannon, you're a defensive coach, you're starting off coming from the Eagles where defensive line, defensive line, defensive line, that's all they care about. I can understand that being where you want to lean to start your franchise. I'm going to go Will Anderson. And I'm going to go Will Anderson just because I think from an attitude standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, the Cardinals need leaders. They're rebuilding. They don't know what the face of their franchise is. They're starting a new identity where they were, Cliff Kingsbury and the fancy looking house during the draft with the giant glass in his high water pants on. With, yeah, exactly. <laughs> with the, you know, the the entourage set that he's doing his draft from, you know, he that, looked good. He, he looked good. good. You got to give him that. You got to give him that. And, and, you know, he, for all that was, they are now going a completely different direction under Jonathan Gannon. And, and they are really leading in this hard work, blue collar defensive football. You know, we're going to be a lot more disciplined. We're not going to be as flashy and, I think that's where Will Anderson comes right in to be the new, um, you know, I'm the leader of this defense. Jonathan Gannon gets on the phone with him and goes, you know, you're my guy. I want you taking over this locker room. Let's go do this. Yeah, no, man. Will Anderson, there's a, there, there's a reason why he was called the Terminator um, at, the, you know, at Alabama. He does not come off the field, man. So he is an every down type of defensive lineman, you know, really good head on his shoulders. <sighs> I said, you know, before this season started, Davis Mills did anything improve to you that he could potentially have something and you still get a one or top three pick, then it should be Will Anderson. No, at pick three, that is perfect for Will. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's a really good fit. I think it's a fit for him schematically too, where Mm. I think that he's best, you know, as either a wide defensive end or outside linebacker in a 3-4. And we saw what the Eagles just did with Hassan Reddick, who's a lighter defensive end too. Worked really well for them. Will Anderson, you know, barely 250. I think he got up to 250 for the combine. He played at 245. You know, I think he's more of a a better fit in that particular um, defense for sure. Fourth overall, Indianapolis Colts. You get to pick for your rival here uh, in our mock draft. So what are the Colts doing at four? They got a couple quarterbacks on the board. Seems like the likely pick. Is that where we're going or are we screwing the Colts? No, 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 you know, let's try to hit this thing fair, you know. Mm-hmm. I like that. Let's give them AR-15, right? And if if my squad get AR-15, you could sell me on him. The ceiling is so high for Anthony Richardson. He has all the tools 
to be a great quarterback. He just needs to learn how to be a quarterback. And Shane Steichman, who was just, you know, just so happy to be with Jalen Hurts, same style yep. of quarterbacks. Exactly. That that does scare me as a Houston Texans fan. I think Richardson puts butts in seats and it is going to be exciting to, well, not exciting as a Texans fan, but exciting to see what he does with Indy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. A rushing offense with him and Jonathan Taylor, that's nasty. That's really, really nasty. That's a couple of guys you really got to worry about. And mm -hmm. you're talking about a, a coach that's seen the trajectory of a similar player in Jalen Hurts. I think between him and Will Levis, if those are the two left for the Colts at four, it's an easy decision to go with uh, yeah, Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I completely agree. Seahawks at five, fifth overall. Um, if Anthony Richardson was here, to be completely honest with you, Ruben, I would have taken him for Seattle. Oh, oh, 100%. And I definitely think they should be trying to trade up. I agree. Uh, if they are smart, they should take this opportunity that they have. You can get out of the Geno Smith contract after one year. You can yep. sit Richardson for that year while you play Geno. You can let him back him up and learn the offense. And then you can unleash this guy and turn the trade for Russell Wilson you know, right back on its head and continue to go be a, a successful team. But Anthony Richardson's gone. You just took him fourth overall. He's not here. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking Will Levis to do that. No. That's definitely not what I'm not doing if I'm Seattle. And so I think the only logical place is to go defensive line. I'm okay. going to go a little out of the box here because the Seahawks have done this before. And I think that they would be the type of team to take this type of risk. I'm taking Jalen Carter. Oh, 100%. I think that Pete Carroll loves these type of guys. I think that he wants a little bit of crazy on defense. He wants the guys that are a little reckless. And I don't think that anything that Jalen Carter has done or any of the way that he's handled this process is a positive or how it should have been done at all. And I'm not trying to say that, you know, Pete Carroll's given him a positive where other guys are giving him a negative. I think Pete Carroll's a little more comfortable and a little mm. more okay with those sorts of guys and reeling them in and being that player's coach for them. And I know that because Robert Sala has been the same way with the Jets. Yes. And he is a Pete Carroll disciple through and through. So it's the, he talks, Sala talks all the time about how he emulates Pete. And I think that there's a lot of similarities there. Jalen Carter, if we're being completely and totally honest about just watching a player's film and grading them based on what they do on the field, Jalen Carter is the best player in this draft. Absolutely. And, and I don't think it's uh, honestly, I think there's a gap between him and it, it's it's him. Will Anderson, Bijan Robinson are my top three. And I think that. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say he put that number one finger in the air when he had that mm -hmm. other quarterback hanging up there. I agree with you, man. He's special. Yeah, he's he's for real. And I think for Seattle, he fits their sort of defense. And I think that if he can iron out and focus on football and get his head on straight and take things seriously. And I, the Seahawks are the type of team that I think can help him do that. They're going to be getting a heck of a player at fifth overall. And even if they miss out on Richardson, they're going to be getting a stud on defense at a position they need. They just lost mm -hmm. Quentin Jefferson, who was one of their uh, spot starters to the jets of all teams. They actually just picked him up. So they have a hole there. Al Woods is a, another veteran who's a free agent who hasn't signed back with them. It's a big need and they can fill it with the best player on the draft. Sounds good to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, Jalen Carter. If you know, if without all the off off the field stuff, could potentially be a top five pick. So great spot, and he's he's gonna dominate. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Lions at sixth overall. Ruben, where are we going? I like Tyree Wilson here. You know, opposite side of of Aiden Hutchinson. This is gonna be a dangerous defensive line for the Detroit Lions. Head coach Dan Campbell. He's like. I only seen a couple of players, you know, who have that dog in them. And I think Tyree does a freak edge, very big. And 
the the ceiling is all the way up with him as well. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, he is. He's one of the most, if not the most athletic players in this draft. Yes. I mean, to be six foot five, 270 pounds, 35 and a half inch arms to go with it. Speed, fluidity, strength, bend, you know, uh, power, anything you could hope for. He's got it. Again, he's just a little raw. He needs to learn how to use all of those talents a little bit more. But there's not a lot of guys that come into the NFL out of college that are fully developed. And mm-hmm. so if you're expecting every player to be developed, then I think you're you're barking up the wrong tree and you got to look for traits and upside. And this guy absolutely has it. And he has that demeanor that Dan Campbell likes too, like you were saying, where he just wants to knock your head off, whoever you are. If you're in front of him, whether you're a blocker or a ball carrier, it doesn't matter. He's trying to take you out. I like that fit. Seventh overall, Las Vegas Raiders. Does the last of the top four quarterbacks come off the board here and will let us to sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo? I'm going to tell you no, Ruben, actually. Ooh. And personally, again, I'm not much of a Levis fan, so I think that contributes to it. I That's also fine. think if you're looking for a quarterback to draft here, if you're the Raiders, there is three guys that you can, two guys, really, I think that you can take. Because I think Bryce Young, if he's there, becomes your instant starter, regardless of what you're paying Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. But I think you take a quarterback, if you're the Raiders, to sit under Garoppolo, at least for okay. one year. That guy's Anthony Richardson. Yeah, And if it's not Anthony Richardson, it might be C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. If it's Will Levis, Will Levis is already older. Will Levis is already, I believe, 22 or 23 years old. So all the people concerned with Hendon Hooker, a guy who was injured, who was a pretty highly respected player, being 25, Levis isn't that much younger. And so if you no. were to take Levis here at seven, sit him behind Jimmy G, by the time he's getting on the field, he's going to be that much older of a prospect. How much are you going to expect out of him and for how long? I think the best thing to do is to go to their defense that's been horrible forever mm. and and try and really fix some problems on that defense. Give me Devin Witherspoon, the corner okay. from Illinois. Best this corner in the draft. Best corner in the draft by far. This dude is a dog, plays man coverage, plays off coverage, makes plays on the ball, absolutely knocks your lights out as a hitter. I love everything about him. And I think the Raiders need some of these guys on their team that have that attitude and have that strain to just show everybody else how to play defense. And Devin Witherspoon's going to help them do that in a, a huge, huge way. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. You know, only allowed 22 catches, 14 pass breakups. You know, 3.3 yards per target, you know, when he was on this. He is sticky and, yep. you know, the best cornerback in this draft. I'm very surprised you did not go quarterback here. I'm not even going to be honest with you. But Witherspoon is a day one starter. He fixes that horrible Raiders defense. It's not the sexy pick, but it is the pick where fans, maybe by the end of the season, are going to say, yeah, I like Devin Witherspoon. I'm glad he's a Raider. For sure. Yep, I agree. They're not going to be upset with that pick at all. They might wish they had a quarterback, and I can understand how that feels as a Jets fan, but Mm -hmm. you're not going to be mad having a guy like Witherspoon on your team. Eighth overall, Atlanta Falcons. What are we doing? Well, I think they get the mayonnaise-drinking, banana-pill-eating back in Will Levis. I I think that they are definitely trying to get their... I don't know, man. Do you believe in Desmond Ritter? I believe in Desmond Ritter enough to give him a shot for this year. Okay. And not feel that I have to take a quarterback. But Uh I don't believe in him enough to where if if I'm the Falcons and I liked one of these guys enough and they were sitting in front of me, that it would stop me from taking them. Okay. So let me go the other way. Let me go Paris Johnson Jr. Gotcha. I like that. Right. Became a left tackle this year. 
did fantastic. You know, very good pass blocking. Um, offensive line is huge for teams with a young quarterback, right? Yeah. And with guys like Bryce Young and guys like um, like CJ Shot and Desmond Ritter, right? He, he is young, but he's entering year two. You need to protect them. And Paris Johnson, some people call him the best tackle in this draft. I don't know about you, but someone who could move over the off, you know, over the offensive line and still play very good, I think shows that you could translate and be very good in the NFL. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Jake Matthews is getting older. He was drafted in 2014. He's about mm-hmm. to be getting, you know, year nine, I believe, is what it's going to be for him. Um, had some injuries throughout his career as well. You know, I think it makes sense for them to start thinking about the future there. He's played guard, too. He played guard yeah. for a whole season before he was at uh, t- left tackle this past year. He could play guard as a rookie and be opposite yes. Chris Lindstrom is a really solid guard and help them out there a lot. So I think I like that fit. I think he's a good pick for the future. There aren't any quarterbacks here, you know, worth taking corner maybe, but I don't know about it. We have the three best defensive linemen, you know, off the board already. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Moving right along ninth overall with the Chicago bears. I'm going to follow in your footsteps and I'm going to take an offensive lineman too. I'm taking okay. Peter Skaronsky. Um, This is a guy that Northwestern who literally is in the bears own backyard, you know, sitting right there, but wouldn't even have to move could probably keep his apartment and still go be at the Chicago bears facility right outside Chicago where Northwestern sitting. Really versatile offensive lineman, has played guard as well as tackle. I think ultimately his best position is probably guard, where he could be one of the best players, you know, at guard in the league. I think he could still be a really good tackle. And for the Bears, that gives them position flexibility. That gives them a guy they can rely on. They seem committed to Justin Fields. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. they would have kept the first overall pick and they wouldn't have traded it to the Panthers and they'd be taking their next guy at one instead of whoever they're taking at nine. If they want Justin Fields to work out, I think you got to block for him. You can't risk him getting hurt. So give me Skaronsky to man the offensive line for the Bears. I like that fit. Yeah, no, only six, you know, pressures allowed this year on 474 snaps, which is very good. Once again, when you have young quarterbacks, man, you need to protect them. I've seen two Houston Texans quarterbacks behind very bad offensive lines. One yep. was Derek Carr. The second was Deshaun Watson. I'm sorry, David Carr. Um, so, yes, I agree. Invest into the offensive line. You need to protect your QB. And someone like Justin Fields, I think he could potentially be special. You got to start investing in him. And Peter Skaronsky, only 21 years old, so very young. And you, guards could last 8, 10, 12 years. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Number 10 overall, rounding out our top 10, the Philadelphia Eagles. Very, very interesting spot for them to have a top 10 pick while also having just reached the Super Bowl. But that's where they are. Uh, How are we feeling about the Eagles 10th overall, Ruben? I do want to say maybe they go and get the best player in this draft, like a B. John Robinson. I think right now you have Super Bowl aspirations, and you got to get maybe the best player in this draft. And Bijan, two hundred and twenty pounds. I think he, you know, he had the the record for PFF for the most broken tackles in a season with one hundred four. You could put him out wide, and he could be a wide receiver. This dude is special. If he would have fell to twelve, I am grabbing him regardless of my position in the Houston Texans. But Eagles get Bijan. Yeah, I like that. I, I mean, you lose Miles Sanders in free agency. He goes down to Carolina, so you have a hole as your starting running back. Running game is really huge for that Eagles offense as well. That's the bread and butter of where everything builds for them. 
putting Bijan behind that offensive line with Jalen Hurts taking court, uh, you know, snaps as well as an option threat for defenses to worry about and then letting him take carries. That sounds scary to me. I like that. Number 12 or 11, actually, we skipped over Titans. Titans at 11. This is an interesting spot. Very, 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 very interesting spot because Will Levis is on the board. That's where I, that's where I'm thinking. And so I think with all the rumors that we've heard because of the the Titans wanting to move up their uncertainty about Malik Willis, we got to remember they have a new general manager now. Yes. Rand Carthon came over from San Francisco. He was not, you know, John Robinson, the previous GM who picked Malik Willis. He may have a completely different feeling and thought about Malik Willis than the guys that drafted him before. We have no idea how that building's feeling, but I think what we can tell is they want a new quarterback. One way mm. or another, they're going to try and figure that out. Will Levis is sitting here 11th overall. I think this is where he comes off the board. It's going to be 11 to the Tennessee Titans. I think it makes the most sense. He's a guy that can compete to start right away with Tannehill. Ideally, he's good enough to where you can feel comfortable getting, trading Tannehill, cutting him if it's financially beneficial for you, however it works out. And if not, you know, let him be Tannehill's immediate backup, knowing that he's only going to spend one year on the bench. Like I was saying before for the Raiders, I don't think it makes the most sense to have Levis as the guy you build up. But if you're the Titans and you're sitting in 11th overall, this is the best quarterback you're going to be able to get. And you really don't have many other options. So I think it's their their best shot they have left. I think Will Levis might end up actually being a, you know, a Tennessee Titan. We've been hearing some rumors about them even trading up, right? That's where I go back to that Nick Casario comment about trading inside the division. Now the AFC South has brand new quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson. It's gonna and now Will Levis to the Tennessee Titans. I think that would be absolutely perfect for them. And like you just mentioned, you don't have to start them right away. You could if you wanted to, right? That's what right here being 11, that's a perfect spot for Tennessee. Yeah, I think so too. And that's pretty crazy that three of the top four go have to go battle it out in the uh AFC South for the next decade, hopefully, if all of them are good enough to last that long. That could be pretty crazy to see for the future how that would shake out. Moving right along, the Houston Texans, second first round pick here, already added CJ Stroud, second overall. Tw- uh, 12th, are we thinking receiver? Are we thinking give him a target to throw to? I'll give you two options. One of them is trading back. Uh, I don't know if the Houston Texans are sold yet at 12, but Jackson, uh, Jackson Smith and Jig, but he was just on the uh, the Von Miller podcast, and he said, if CJ goes to the Texans at two, then I am looking at the Houston Texans at 12. You know, did have a hamstring injury where he only paid uh, three games this season. But when he was with CJ Shaw, uh, 1,590-something yards, 10-plus yeah. touchdowns, a very smooth route runner. He's, uh, I think, uh, I think uh, Steve Smith Sr. said that he had a Ph.D., in route running. So I would be excited to see that here on the Houston Texans. And you have that familiarity with CJ Stroud. And I think that will be a perfect matchup. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I think so too. I think the, I think the Texans have to go receiver at 12. Mm-hmm. Like you said, unless Bijan's there, which I don't know how you personally feel about Damian Pierce. I think he's pretty solid, but I would, agree, I think everyone in the world would agree that Bijan's a better running back. I agree with you, man. It's not a competition there at all. But outside of that, I think they have to go receiver. And I feel the same way about my Jets here, back-to-back 13th overall for all the Jets fans listening, tuning in. They have to go offensive tackle. They need to find some amount of stability. Mekhi Becton's played one half of football in two years. 
Dwayne Brown's going to be 38 and almost retired because he had shoulder surgery three weeks before the season started. Their uh, rookie fourth rounder, Max Mitchell, got a blood clot disorder and had to be knocked out for the entire season. He should be worried about making sure he's fully healthy and okay before coming back to worry about putting his helmet on or anything like that. They got to get some stability at offensive tackle, especially if Aaron Rodgers is going to be under center because trading whatever it is that they're going to trade for Rodgers and then not protecting him seems like a pretty bad investment. Looking at the offensive uh, linemen left on the board, we already had Paris Johnson go. We already had Peter Skaronsky go. A lot of people are going to expect Broderick Jones with this pick as sorting the uh, consensus top three. But I'll tell you, Ruben, there's a guy that I have as my second overall offensive tackle that I think has been slept on really, really badly throughout this process. And he's just now starting to get talked about more. That's Darnell Wright at Tennessee. I Mm. love Darnell Wright. I think this dude is a top 15 player. I think he might be a top 10 player. And his ceiling is there's been some comparisons. If you look at his uh, athleticism skills and his size at 6'5", 333, I think he's really similar to Penny Sewell. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of Lions fans are really happy with Penny Sewell. And I think a lot of Jets fans would be really happy with Darnell Wright, too. Only eight pressures in the season. When I was watching, I you were there, right, against Tennessee. Yeah, I was Wright there. Was- and that was the only guy I watched when I went to Tennessee, Alabama. I, when uh, Tennessee was on offense, the only dude that I wanted to watch was Will Anderson. So yeah. I watched him all night go up against Darnell Wright, and I watched Darnell Wright blank him for 60 minutes. It was incredible. Dude, I was at a bar and telling my friend that Will Anderson is going to be the best player in this draft. And by by halftime, he was like, dude, are you sure? Only one yeah. pressure in that game. Yep. That, that, that would be huge, you know, for the Jets and – like I said, 6'5", 333 pounds, 21 years old, about to be 27. I would love that for the New York Jets. Yeah, me too. That's my dream right now. I would love Paris Johnson. He's my number one guy that I have ahead of him. But I think there's a very, very small chance that he's available at 13th overall for the Jets. I think there's a very good chance Darnell Wright is. And I think that should be their pick if he is available. It makes too much sense to me. Mm-hmm. 14th overall, New England Patriots. Unfortunately, we have a rival here in New England. What are we doing, Ruben? Patriots at 14. I think they got to go offensive line. And the guy who you said, you know, Broderick Jones, who you will, will fans will expect you to take, I think he goes right to spot after him. His first yeah. full season at left tackle this year, very good in pass blocking, right? Some say he should have stayed uh, at Georgia. However, that would be good for, you know, for the, uh, for the Patriots, no matter who their QB is. And I'm going to go back and go back to say, dude, you got to protect the QB, man. Yeah, 100%. I'm right there with you. Uh, Besides quarterback, I think the offensive line is the most important thing you need to win in the NFL. You need a good quarterback, and you need people to block for that good quarterback. It is that simple to me. Uh, Everything else is secondary. Moving on, 15th overall, the Green Bay Packers. Hopefully, hopefully, Jets fans listening in, very much hopefully, we have some news on a trade very soon. And Aaron Rodgers can officially be a New York Jet for no, not much, if any, 2023 draft capital given up. Uh, what are they going to do with their own pick at 15? They got to start rebuilding. They got to start mm. getting some foundational pieces. They got to start looking towards the future. But the one thing that they've done seemingly for the last handful of years under uh, under Matt LaFleur um, and my. Matt, I always get confused. The Jets had an, um, a LaFleur as their offensive coordinator, and I could never, never remember if it was Mike or Matt. I think Mike was the Jets one. Matt's the Packers head coach. Yes. Matt LaFleur, the Packers head coach, and Gudenkirst, their GM, they've really leaned defense early in the draft. 
Mm-hmm. The only offensive guy they've taken in the first round, if I'm not mistaken, is Jordan Love. And every other one of their first round picks have been defense. And I think they're going to do the same thing here because they have a player that fits their mold of a crazy, nasty, badass sort of defensive player from the University of Georgia. That's Nolan Smith. Speed. I think he slides right in. Speed, athleticism, power, all of it goes to back to play with two of his former teammates in Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker. I don't remember if he had crossover with Eric Stokes, but he might have. And if so, that's another former Bulldog that he already knows in that defense. I think he's their perfect fitted outside linebacker. And as much as they want to be, you know, some sort of offensive weapon to build around, I think Nolan Smith's the best player available. Yeah, no, when you saw his teammates get hyped after he ran that 40, you know it's just going to be a a track meet for him getting to the QB. Edge is very important, and I think that is a you know that would be great for you know for the Packers. I have a question for you though. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for Aaron Rodgers, man? How do you feel about that? Um, I feel very excited for this one year. Okay, I'm telling myself now to make sure that we don't get overhyped or, or get too far ahead of ourselves. This okay. is going to be really fun for one year, and then suck really bad afterwards. And so I'm just trying to enjoy this one year and, and savor for the moment. And right now, nothing's even official yet. So I'm not even trying to get too hyped up and 100% on board. I feel really confident that, you know, if I had to put money down, is Aaron Rodgers the week one starting quarterback of the New York Jets in 2023? I think so. But I'm holding off that complete and total, you know, jubilation of, oh, my God, we have an MVP caliber quarterback with this defense and with Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, and Elijah Vera Tucker. Before that really comes out, we got to get some trade parameters done first. I'm excited. Y'all had the balls to go out there and go get your QB, and that is what I want the Houston Texans to have. If you want your guy, go ahead and get your guy. Yeah, that's what they're doing. And they're saying, you know, 2024 and beyond be damned. We want our guy this year, and we're going to do what we can this year. And it's going to be a fun ride. That's all I can say. We are we are trying to be the Rams of the East. I can't wait. Um, moving right along, Commanders, 16th overall. They have a lot of options here and a lot of needs. A lot of good players still left on the board, too. I like Christian Gonzalez, cornerback Morgan. Very nasty, right? They, uh, I think someone compared him to a key to leave. I'm not sure who it is. But Ooh, six one, like yeah, like six one, dude has length, great speed. You know his hips are fluid, and I think at what sixteen right here, some people expect Christian Gonzalez to be a top ten player. That is an absolute steal for the Washington Commanders. Yeah, no, it really is. He's this would where we have him going sixteen is the farthest down I've seen him in a long time. And yeah. I don't think it's because either of us are are down on him. I don't think we're mm-hmm. sitting here saying he's not a good player or anything. We just filled in other holes with other guys in other areas, and that kind of pushed him down. I've seen him going to the Lions at six a lot. We had it being Witherspoon this time. Yeah. And I feel like whichever one of those guys doesn't get picked by the Lions at six is going to end up slipping as a result. Moving right along, Steelers at 17, continuing with the run on corners. I mean, this just makes too much sense for me. Joey Porter Jr., you got a guy (laughs) whose dad was a – perfectly legendary awesome linebacker for the Steelers won a Super Bowl with them in the early 2000s mainstay on their defense and now you get his son the exact same name just a junior getting to go and be a corner for you on that same defense Steelers need cornerback help really really badly and Porter Jr. has that nastiness like you said Ruben where balls in the air he thinks it's his 
and that receiver off the line, he wants to throw them into the dirt. He doesn't just want to press them. So that attitude fits Pittsburgh really well. I like that fit. No, I like it too. And everyone will be excited. You know, some have him as a number one corner, you know, and fantastic. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And very smart to be at Penn State, right? To be a cornerback at Penn State, you have to be very bright. Right. Yeah. No, Penn State, it may be a state school, but but their academics are no joke for sure. And he's I don't think mentals is any issue for him whatsoever. Detroit Lions 18th overall who we got coming off the board next. I think we gave him an edge right in the beginning. Yep. We had the Lions at six going Tyree Wilson. What about defensive line? Kalijah Kansi. Ooh, all of the explosive defensive linemen. And then we got Kansi. You could pair him with Tyree Wilson and Aiden Hutchinson. That's a pretty solid defensive line. That Detroit Lions defensive line is going to be dangerous. He obviously got the comparison to Aaron Donald because of his 40 time. Uh, I think it was eight and a half sacks this year. Even though he is undersized, he was consistently in the backfield for Pittsburgh. And I would like him in, in a trade back scenario for the Houston Texans. However, I don't think he met with any NFL team though, right? Um, no, he said that he actually did not have any official top 30 visits. I'm sure he yeah. might have met and had spoken, you know, some conversations with them at the combine or went in for quick meetings like right there, but he did not go on any official visits before uh, the draft. Granted, there's been a couple of days left still. It's been a couple of days since that mm. report was stated. Maybe he has had one since then, but at least, you know, uh, with a couple of weeks left, if that, before draft day, Kansi didn't have any interviews taken, and that's really interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I think right there for the Detroit Lions, Aiden Hutchinson, Tyree Wilson, Kalijah Kansi, that defense is going to be absolutely nasty. Yeah, for sure. It really, really is. 19th overall, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are adjusting to life after Tom Brady mm. officially. Does the Kyle Trask era begin, or do they maybe find another quarterback at some point in this draft? Part of me really wants to just shake things on their head completely and take Hendon Hooker here and just get wild and crazy, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to okay. hold off because okay. I feel like we've been trying to be a little accurate today, and I like that. I've done a lot of speculating the weeks leading up to, you know, right now. So I think they need an offensive tackle. They cut I have Donovan better Smith. needs than him, man. Right, exactly. They got bigger needs. They got to round out this team. They cut Donovan Smith, their starting left tackle. I think this is where they replace him, and they replace him with the biggest and possibly the biggest ceiling player in this entire draft class, Dewan Jones, the right tackle mm. from Ohio State. Six foot eight, 378 pounds, I believe, had the longest wingspan ever measured at the combine for any player. 36 and a half inch arms, I think, is what they each are individually. And this guy just dominates people on the field. I mean, he is just too big, strong, and long for anybody to keep up with him. I think he could have no issue moving over to the left side. You give him some time to get used to it. You give him some time to get adjusted and tell him that's where he's going to stick and stay. I think he can get better. I really like that fit for Tampa. I think it gives them a nasty guy to replace Smith. Smith was another hulking lineman, not quite to, to Jones's, you know, uh, same stature, but I'm pretty sure Donovan Smith, uh, another guy, um, six foot five, 330 plus pounds. Mm -hmm. They're used to bigger offensive linemen. I think Dewan Jones would fit them well. Dude, six foot eight, bro. You're an absolute mountain. Only five pressures allowed on 419 snaps. Yeah. Oh, no man, sacks, no hurries. Five no pressures the whole year. That's all he gave up. Bro, he's an absolute just 
a monster behemoth of a man. Uh, he could start, I mean, literally day one. I might even throw him as soon as right out the gate. That would be crazy. We haven't really heard, you know, Dewan Jones's name is brought up. So shout out to you, man. Yeah, no, I love the dude, man. I, I really do. He's my third ranked offensive tackle. You know, mm-hmm. I think this dude's a specimen. And I think he's like, you just laid out his numbers. I mean, you go the entire season where Ohio State, CJ Stroud's throwing the ball all over the yard and you give up five hurries, no sacks and no hits the whole year. You played Georgia. He played Georgia. Yep. And, like, he and, he gave well. up, and he gave up five hurries all season. You know, that that speaks volumes to me. I love Dewan Jones. 20th overall, the Seattle Seahawks, another team with two first uh, two first round picks. 20th overall, Ruben, Seattle, where are we going? I think I'm going to go edge here. Okay. Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. Good one. Nine sacks this year, four sacks last year. I think he is a kind of a – no one knows how really good he can be because, you know, Iowa loves to – rotate those defensive linemen they move him all over you know that d-line as well and 46 pressures man he got an 82 grade with pff that is an absolute perfect spot right there yeah for sure for sure van ness uh he's got a lot of power a lot of strength can play inside or outside i think that uh fits seattle's defense well you pair him with jalen carter and you already got Daryl Taylor and Uchenna Nwosu, who both had like nine and a half sacks last year each. That's a nasty, nasty defensive line for anybody to have to block. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Edges, edges. If you could get to the QB, man, you're at a premium at this league. For sure, for sure. 21, the LA Chargers, a team that probably should be a lot better than they are, given their quarterback and given their mm. roster. But they just seem not quite able to get over that hump. And if they're going to, I think they need some more firepower. I, I think they need to keep up with the rest of the can, uh, the rest of the AFC West, Kansas City Chiefs, Denver Broncos. If they can rebound, we're trying to see what the Raiders have. They still have a good bit of talent on the team anyway. I really think that the best thing for the Chargers to do here, even though I have Quentin Johnston rated higher just on my board, Jordan Addison from USC to the Chargers at 21 gives them a guy with some speed gives them a guy with some good route running ability that's going to be able to get open for Justin Herbert. I feel like the Chargers in particular, they're really lacking that just juice and burst. And Austin Eckler wants out. So they need playmakers on this offense in the worst way. I think if for what the Chargers need, Jordan Addison's the best player on the board. Won the Bolitnikoff Award last year for being the best wide receiver with Pittsburgh. was I think he caught 100 passes, 15-plus touchdowns, Transfer to USC and balls out with Caleb Williams, right? When you're able to move to a different team and still put up numbers, it shows you're a great player. I would have loved him at 12 as well for the Houston Texans, right? Or in the trade back scenario, but that is perfect right there for, you know, for the Chargers. You give Justin Herbert an absolute weapon. The one thing that's great about Jordan Addison is he reacts very well to the QB and, you know, they're going to build a rapport right off the bat. He's not a, He's not someone who's going to talk a lot, so he's going to fit right in and just do his job. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think for the Chargers, that's what they need. They need a guy that Mm. can come in and do it right now. They need a guy that can come in and be a different sort of player to a Mike Williams, where Mike Williams is the bigger go up and get it, you know, run through you, box you out sort of player. They could have went Quentin Johnston, but he's kind of that mold as well. And I feel like Jordan Addison gives him a little little bit more variety and a guy with some speed to take advantage of Herbert's big arm. 
22nd overall, the Baltimore Ravens, another team that needs a wide receiver. There's still a handful of good ones. We've only had two taken off the board at this point. Do the Ravens get another receiver for Lamar, or is their entire budget going to Odell? Let's go Zay Flowers. That's where I would have went. Zay Flowers, I think, is going to be special. He attacks the ball at the very high point, right? I think there was one play where it was – uh, they took a shot deep and it was two on one and he just attacked the safety, you know, for the touchdown. He is special. He is, you know, he is looking to, you know, to make you miss. If if he does not want you to touch him, he won't. He is a special player. And him in that, you know, in that black and purple, man, that is going to be absolutely nasty. I think, you know, if you want to try to get Lamar back on track, getting someone who a lot of people call you know, one of the most dangerous weapons right now, right? They are saying just move them all over the offensive side. Don't let your, you know, your defense knows where he is going to line up. Zay Flowers is going to be special. Yeah, I like that fit a lot. Uh, I like it a lot. Like I said, that would have been my pick. If I had this pick for the Ravens, I would have won Zay Flowers 100%. Uh, love his speed. Love his attitude when the ball's in the air. He's small, but he doesn't play like it. He He wants to be bigger than he is. He tries to be bigger than he is. You know, no fear going over the middle. I think he would make Lamar pretty happy. Even if this is the only year Lamar stays in Baltimore and eventually he moves on, he's going to enjoy having Zay Flowers in the meantime. Moving right along, 23rd overall, the Minnesota Vikings. This is an interesting spot. There's a lot of rumors about what's going on with Dalvin Cook. There's the, you know, like I mentioned with Tampa, do we get crazy? And is this a hand and hooker landing spot for teams that want to extend a fifth-year option? We don't know how they feel about Kirk Cousins in the future. But I think they need to play it a little bit safe. And I think there's a player on the board that's still available that's ranked really highly for me. I have him in the top 12. He's my 12th overall player. And it's at a position that they are going to need at some point, and that's defensive end. Darius Smith getting older, Daniil Hunter getting older, both players rumored to be cut traded in the last handful of years. Who knows what their futures are going to look like. Miles Murphy from Clemson is a dog. Six He's foot five, absolute dog and this is a guy where if he was as explosive and bendy as Tyree Wilson we'd be talking about him the way people talk about Tyree absolutely and he's that same sort of you know 6'5 270 pounds long strong as all heck plays the run really really well knows how to use his hands to get off blocks can be flexible when he needs to I think this is the perfect type of guy to learn from a Daniil Hunter and a Zadarius Smith where if you made me bet you know, what rookie edge rusher of the guys we have and the fits we have so far, Will Anderson in Arizona, Tyree Wilson in Detroit, and now we have um, and uh, in Minnesota. Uh, God, I immediately forgot the guy's name that we're just Miles talking Murphy. about now. Miles Murphy. Thank you, sir. God, it's been so much draft the last few weeks. Your brain gets overloaded. Aren't you tired of it, man? It's I'm so excited for this for these next few days to where I can flush all of this out of my brain and start fitting some new stuff in instead of just constantly having all of that floating around. If you put Miles Murphy in Minnesota, I think that's the best rookie sack total of the guys that we have so far. Miles Mm. Murphy leads all rookies and sacks in Minnesota. He learns from those guys really well, takes over for them in the future. I like that a lot. uh, 76 pressures over the past two years. Like you said, if he does have that bend, we are talking about a totally different player, Miles Murphy. You know, you are waiting to see what he can develop into. Just turned 21 not too long ago. So right here for the Vikings, that would be absolutely insane. Um, He could get to the QB. I think it was six uh, sacks this year, nine sacks the year before. That would be great for the Minnesota Vikings. 
for sure. For sure. Jaguars at 24. AFC South champions, maybe surprisingly, before the uh, season would have started, considering they had the first overall pick. But they quite literally were able to go worst to first, win the division. Now with Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson, look like they might be trying to hold that lead. What do they do at 24 to try and keep that case? Man, I'm, I get very scared about what Jacksonville um, is going to do, right? But I do think they go maybe defense, maybe look at a safety, right? If they wanted to reach, I would say maybe get a Quentin Johnson here to add with Christian Kirk. And um, who do they just sign? Um, they signed another wide receiver. I'm oh, they traded for Calvin Ridley is what they did. They traded for Calvin Ridley. Oh, my God. Well, Brian Bash from Alabama is a damn good safety, right? And I think that right now they need a leader, you know, in that secondary. And he was definitely one for the Crimson Tide this year. Um, dude does not miss tackles at all. I think he, you know, out of 174 tackles, I think he only had missed four. He is all over, you know, all over the secondary. And I think that would be good for Jacksonville. They have... I think they should be having Super Bowl aspirations at this point. After your, you know, what you do, I'm sorry, what you did by in that comeback against the Chargers, which was absolutely insane. You get a great player here, you know, someone who could be a cornerstone for the back part of your defense. I like Brian Bench. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, thing with Branch, he could play corner too. He yep. spends a lot of time in the slot. You know, he's not at, uh, opposed to man coverage. He's played. Reminds me of Jimmy Ward. Yeah, I can see that. I, he's like Minka got hit with a shrink ray. Yes. Like exactly. he's like he's like 85% of Minka athletically and a hundred percent of Minka everywhere else. Yeah. And that's why Minka went top 15 and we have branch going in the top 25, mm-hmm. where it's that slight bit of difference there. New York Giants, 25th overall, cross pond friends of the New York Jets or rivals, depending on who you ask. But you know, we can we jest, but we enjoy our our cross country uh, cross town friends of the New York Giants. I'm gonna give them some help on offense. I'm gonna give them some speed on offense. I'm going to give them a guy that I think is going to go higher than people think and maybe may not deserve it. But if you look at what the NFL does, they overdraft speed every single year. Jalen Hyatt. (laughs) Bro. Okay. Listen, dude, a lot of people are not talking about that guy because he only has one route and that is deep. Right. I think he won the Belitnikov this year, right? I think he did. Yes. And you, and you only run deep. And you did it so well. Speed is crazy. Mm-hmm. His it's speed in person made my jaw drop. Watching him burst off the line where he's his speed. The thing that's crazy with him is he's got good burst off the line. When he gets yeah. going to his first step, it's good. But he hits this extra gear on like step six that I haven't seen out of guys in a really, really long time where he's already 10, 12 yards down the field and he's got a yard of separation. And by the time he catches the ball, he's like five or six yards ahead of the dude that was running behind him. I think for the Giants, you got to try and lighten some boxes for Saquon. You got to try and give Daniel Jones some targets with all the money that you spent around him. Kenny Galladay obviously failed tremendously and you got to fill that role with somebody else. Let's go the opposite direction. Jalen Hyatt for some speed. I think that'll work well. That would jo- drop my jaw, but I would say, yeah, I would understand that because I myself, I will, if like, let's say they go the Texans, right? Let's say they go quarterback and edge at 12. With 33, if Hyatt is there, that's exactly where I'm going. Yeah. No, I could see why. I could see why, especially if you got a quarterback like Stroud who knows how to throw a really good deep ball, who can take mm-hmm. advantage of guys that can run deep. I think that would work really, really well. 
the rivals of the New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys, another team, Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl aspirations, lost a star in Zeke Elliott, who was cut this past offseason. Interesting to see what they do. They have a lot of handful of needs on the offensive line, some on defense. Maybe they go running back in Jameer Gibbs to try and replace Zeke Elliott, get a little crazy. Who knows, Ruben, what are the Cowboys doing at 26? I think they get Osiris Torrance, guard from Florida. And I love that. He is going to be an absolute monster, right? He was at Louisiana for three seasons, didn't allow a sack there. Transferred to Florida, does the exact same thing, does not allow a sack. Very strong, strong hands, dominant in the run game, very good in the passing game. Or Cyrus Torrance, I would have loved him on the Houston Texans, right? Because we have his boy, Damian Pierce. And that would that is a great pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, I really do. You got to shore up that offensive line. They still got Tony Pollard at running back, uh, who I think is going to be their lead back going forward. So you got to get some offensive linemen in front of him to help. You got to keep Dak healthy. That's seemingly been the, the Cowboys' biggest problem is when mm-hmm. Dak's healthy, they're in the playoffs. And when he's not, they're not in the playoffs. And it's really that simple. Hopefully they can keep Dak healthy longer. Uh, Osiris Torrance, I love his game. Really big, really strong, really powerful. I think he fits the Cowboys really well from that demeanor standpoint too. 27th overall, the Buffalo Bills. This really, really hurts me as a Jets fan, making the Bills better. But they have a a really unique opportunity here. Quinn Johnston's still on the board. With the 27th overall pick. You wouldn't think they go tight end? And and I'm taking Dalton Kincaid anyway. Oh, I wouldn't think you took Michael Mayer. And I'm taking Dalton Kincaid anyway. I have Mayer rated higher. I like Mayer better. But Kincaid is the receiver. Kincaid's receiving skills are legit. His route running is real. His burst off the line when he's threatening deep against safeties and linebackers, he blows by them. His ability to make catches away from his frame is great. His ability to run routes is great. His catching in traffic is great. He can run through tackles. This dude is a, a legit serious, serious receiving weapon as a tight end. They already have um, Dawson Knox as their lead tight end one who I think can be a bit more of the blocker does a bit more of what Michael Mayer would do, but they just need another guy. That's going to scare the hell out of defenses. That's not Stefan Diggs and not Gabe Davis once a year. So give me Dalton Kincaid. I think he's going to be a force for the bills. And I really hate that as a Jets fan, but I think it's going to be a really good pick for them. Yeah, no 16 touchdowns in the past, you know, two seasons receiving tight ends, man, they, they do a lot for your offense, right? And they're kind of these safety blankets also for a quarterback. And they just they just lost Dawson Schultz to the Houston Texans. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not not them. They lost Devin Singletary. My bad. Nonetheless, I think tight end will be great for the Buffalo Bears. I would think you win in Michael Mayer. Yeah, and and I could definitely see Mayer fitting. Like I said, I yeah. have Mayer rated higher personally. But I think if you are the Bills, you already have Dawson Knox, who's a really good blocker, who's more of that possession guy. And you just need somebody else that's not Stephon Diggs that can win deep. You just need somebody else that's not Stephon Diggs that Mm -hmm. can draw coverage. And that's where I think uh, Dalton Kincaid comes right in. 27th overall, the Bengals, another team in the AFC, very competitive, very close to a Super Bowl, not quite there, but looking to get over the hump. What does Cincinnati do? How do you feel about them going receiver? I can understand it. I think right there, man, Quentin Johnson would just be a very good value pick. Looks like Tarzan, though, plays like Jane, doesn't really play (laughs) 6'4", but I think he grew four inches over this year. Um, Uh, He was, yeah, he was like 6'1 when he got to TCU. 
exactly. and ended up going he's like six three and a half now and bulked up like another 10 15 pounds he's he had an interesting journey an interesting uh growth spurt while he was in college yeah no and that kind of takes a while you know for your body to adjust um i think he even studied himself i thought i was going to be a slot wide receiver right now you know now i'm playing outside um once he learns how to play like a six four wide receiver he could definitely be dangerous uh, only lined up on the left side of the field for TCU. So that was kind of weird to see. But nonetheless, if he puts it together, the Bengals got themselves something special. Yeah, they do. They do for sure. Um, they That would be a, a dangerous, dangerous receiving core with Quentin Johnston, Tyler Boyd, if they keep him, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins. That's that's a lot for a defense to have to worry about. So I, I, I can see that bit. I like that a lot. The Saints at 29, this is an interesting spot. Because I feel like you have Derek Carr. He's now in your building. The Saints love taking offensive linemen, but there really isn't many here that I would say are worth taking with a need that they're going to need. Teron mm. Armstead's getting a little bit older in age. Uh, maybe they could take a tackle to supplant behind him in the future. But I think there's a player that fits what they like really, really well. And at a position that they're going to need really, really soon, and is basically a carbon copy of the guy they need to replace. And that's running back. Mm. Alvin Kamara's future is very uncertain. And okay. Jameer Gibbs is an Al uh, Alvin Kamara clone. So give me Jameer Gibbs on the Saints offense. You want to have a guy that can spell Kamara early in his career, take over for him, and your offense doesn't skip a beat. You can still run all of the same routes with your running back that you love to do. You can still run all the same run concepts and have another guy that's got great vision, great speed, great explosion, great receiving ability, and, and gives you flexibility and comfort that when Kamara is not there, that your offense is still going to be good. And it's going to be Derek Carr's new best friend. I think it's going to be a really good pick for them. Man, Gibbs at one point was leading for, you know, in receiving for the Crimson Tide, right? That just goes to show you how special he is of a player. I agree with you as well. I think he definitely goes in the late first round and a team is going to be very happy for him. When you see him, man, you just see Alvin Kamara. Yep. You know, you're talking about a, a running back who could run routes and who has speed and just not afraid to take on hits, man, that is going to be great for the New Orleans Saints there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Derek Carr's contract is really interesting. It seems like it's a lot of money up front, and then we'll see what happens in the future. Giving Jameer Gibbs, uh, giving them Jameer Gibbs, you got a guy that can help you win right now and is still going to be there for whoever your next quarterback is. They draft somebody in two years to be their starter. He's going to have Jameer Gibbs to lean on. I, I think it's a, a match made in heaven. We've already seen them value a player like that highly mm -hmm. in Camara. So, you know, it makes just a ton of sense to me. Second to last pick of our first round here. Shout out to the Miami Dolphins for getting stripped to their first round pick. Shout out to Love them. to see it. Thanks, Dolphins. Good stuff. Love it. Uh, 30th overall, Philadelphia Eagles. S another team with a second first round pick. The Super Bowl, uh, you know, runner up Philadelphia Eagles with two first round picks in this draft. 30th overall. What are we going? Who's the second to last player getting picked in the first round? Brian Beast, defensive line. Brian Brissee. I love Brissee. it. Oh, I love Cox. that getting older. Brissy definitely, you know, would benefit from, you know, a year with, you know, Fletcher Cox, uh, learn from him. Very explosive. Kind of has fell in, you know, falling down the draft um, a couple, you know, the past couple months. But right there, the second last pick in the first round, absolutely perfect for the Eagles. They draft for the future and they get someone who, if needed to, can play right away, came off an ACL tear, and just was just dominant, man. Very good against the run. 
Yeah, for sure. This dude was the number one recruit in high school a few years ago when he was coming yep. out of high school before he went to Clemson. Five-star player. Uh, really, really, you know, crazy sort of story with Brian Brissy. He goes to Clemson as a true freshman, and everyone on the field at Clemson says, this guy's the best player on our team, and he's fantastic, and he's going to be as good as he wants to be. And then he had a really, really rough personal struggle where his younger sister, Ella, actually died of cancer. And so he was in the middle of dealing with that, watching his sister fight for her life um, while he was in the middle of playing his second season, also tore his ACL, like you mentioned yep. in the meantime. So this dude's had a lot of adversity. He's overcome it, continued to work and be better. I still think he's a little bit raw, but I think that there is room to grow. And I think as a person, what everything that he's been through and still overcame and still stood on side uh, on the other side of, you got to be rooting for a guy like that. I'm really, I'm really excited to see Brian Brissy at the next level. Yeah, no, me too, man. Great story and potentially a steal in the late first round. For sure. For sure. All right. We are here at the end, the very last pick of our live mock draft here. 31st overall, the Super Bowl ch uh, champion, Kansas City Chiefs. There is one thing that we have done a lot uh, tonight, Ruben. I think we're very much in lockstep on this. Offensive line matters. Okay. And we both, we both agree with that. So for me, if I'm the Chiefs, they have one starting tackle right now. You need two in the NFL. Absolutely. You know, every offensive line has a left and a right side and you're going to need a tackle on either end. They have, um, uh, who was the guy they just signed from, well, they let go of Orlando Brown and then they signed Juwan Taylor from the Jaguars. Yes. That's who they signed. So they have Juwan Taylor, big free agency contract to be one of their starting tackles. Their other starter, their right tackle, Andrew Wiley, he left for free agency. He's now with the commanders. They need another guy to come in. That's where Anton Harrison from Oklahoma comes in for me mm. to be the next offensive tackle available. A guy who's done a really good job in pass protection. He's got a lot of experience uh, in pass protection as well. Does not give up any ground in the pocket. Really strong anchor. Um, really good at holding his ground and not giving, you know, letting that defender push the pocket and take away space. I think he fits right in for right at right tackle for the Chiefs. Gives them another bookend to keep Patrick Mahomes upright. And hopefully they can, you know, get a chance to go and compete for another Super Bowl. I don't think they have any chance of doing that, though, if they don't have their offensive line sorted out. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and he was kind of thrown into the fire at Oklahoma. Been starting every since. I think it was only nine pressures allowed this season. Um, yeah, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, man, you need to protect the guy who you gave half a billion dollars to. Right. Patrick Mahomes, great quarterback. But the offensive line it, is definitely needed when you have quarterbacks like this. And with the last pick in the in the first round, man, you're just trying to get another Super Bowl and players like this at a position in need and someone who's played many years, you know, at college, has that experience, going to step in day one and be good for the Chiefs. Yeah, for sure. I, I like the pick. I like the reasoning. Ruben, appreciate your time, sir, coming on, get, talking with me, getting this mock draft done. Everybody listening, make sure you go give uh, Ruben a follow at 713HSP. Follow along with the Houston Sports Network. Everybody, we're we're honorary Texans fans going into uh, to the NFL draft this week. Texans hold the pick right ahead of the New York Jets at 12th overall. So what they do is going to influence us uh, a lot more than people might realize if they decide to trade, if they decide to take somebody unexpected. It's going to be interesting to see. We're going to be crossing our fingers here together. Ruben, thank you so much for stopping by, taking the time to come and talk with me, getting this mock out. I think we got a pretty good class of picks here. I think we're going to have some hits when this is all said and done. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And thank you for having me on. You know, I didn't want to come into the draft and be, you know, a headass, right? I wanted to be, you know, kind of fair and honest and go, you know, and we both did. So I think we 
nailed this, you know, nailed this mock draft. You know, like I said, we might come back and say, hey, you know, we we got a couple of these right. Mm-hmm. I think there's a good chance of it. I think so. Appreciate you guys stopping by and tuning in. Appreciate betonline.ag for sponsoring as always. Make sure you guys are following the show at B-L-E-A-V underscore in underscore Jets. You can also find me at Andrew Golden underscore 17 and Mr. Ruben over there at 713HSP. Thank you guys one more time for listening and we will be back real soon to recap the 2023 New York Jets draft class. Cannot wait for that. Thank you guys one more time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.